Welcome to episode 208 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Casal. Hello. It is Monday night, August 14th. And tonight we're going to talk who has the better rogues gallery, Batman or Spider-Man? This came up, uh, when did this came up? This came up, this came up on the Homecoming review? Yeah. And we decided that we may need to explore this. I don't think we got to fight each other as much as we wanted to <laughs> during the, the homecoming review. So we're going to break it out tonight. We're going to get into the nitty gritty details of who has the better rogues gallery. And hopefully we can come up with some kind of McSauce consensus. Do you think that we're going to be able to do that? Do we ever have a McSensus? Uh, only, <laughs> only when we're all pitted against the common enemy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm a swing vote on this one. Uh, we have been we have been united in one common uh, uh, villain? goal, common enemy. Yeah, something like that, Ca- cause or something. Um, one time, one time. True, yeah. and we rally. We come together and we make it happen. When we, we work as to. a well-oiled yeah. machine. I don't think tonight's going to be one of those nights. Just, just putting it out there. Before we get into the the argument or uh, casual agreement or uh, you know casual disagreement, do we? I don't think we have casual disagreements. I really don't. Well, I've been going at Matt pretty hard the last few episodes. So, you guys like to argue. What can I say? <laughs> So I'm going to turn my focus somewhere else tonight. Oh, no. Where could that be? But before we focus uh, arguments, we're going to do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. McSauce.com is the home of our podcast, our webcomic, our reviews, the hub of everything that we do here. Uh, You can also link to our Twitter pages. You can go to our Facebook page. You can actually pin us on Pinterest if you like. There's a little pin right in the corner of each and every comic strip. I don't know how to use Pinterest, but I know you guys out there know how to use it. So go ahead and pin anything that you like to your wall and uh, get some more visibility for your boys here at McSauce. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, We typically post the current strip as well as some behind the scenes stuff and as well as some behind the scenes stuff from the podcast. Usually some some pre-podcasting photos go out every Monday night. So Instagram is your source for all of that stuff. And uh, if you go to iTunes, please rate us five stars and give us a sparkling review. That way, maybe we can draw some more eyes to this great podcast, the podcast that you love, the podcast that we love. Ian, fantastic job. Thank you, sir. As always, a polished machine. Uh... So a few weeks ago, we got into uh, a little bit of the depth of um, the Spider-Man villains we've seen on screen. And between Spider-Man and Batman, we've seen more. We we've we've seen a little further down the bench mm-hmm. of their rogues gallery than we have a lot of heroes. Superman has a fairly deep rogues gallery, but we've really we really only keep seeing two. Yeah, which is a shame because. Bizarro could be a really cool, creepy Superman movie. 
Uh, Brainiac could also be really cool and creepy. Uh, someone could say, you know how Marvel did Age of Ultron and it was garbage? Let me show you how to do it right with Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah, Superman definitely has, um, at the top of his list, I think he has some pretty good headliners. We got to see Doomsday and Batman v Superman. Yeah. Maybe not... Yeah. Maybe not the greatest representation of Doomsday, but we still got to see an expanded sort of roster. Um, but yeah, Batman and Spider-Man definitely are the two that we've seen. Not only villains in their in their own movies, but the villains have gone on to have in in the role of Catwoman. Catwoman, a Batman villain, had her own film. It looks like Spider-Man's Venom is going to have his own film starring Tom Hardy. So their rogues gallery is so strong that they warrant their own films and TV shows and things like that. So uh, that that's really high commentary on the, the staying power of those villains. Do you guys have any honorable mentions before we dig into Batman and Spider-Man? <sighs> Man, I mean, like the Green Lantern, since he has the, you know, like the... The, all the different colored yeah, lanterns yeah. out there. I think that's probably uh, one to talk about. The Flash always is mentioned as one that has a really um, great rogues the, gallery. Because the Flash's rogues are, they're a team. Like, yeah. they all know each other. They all work together. They are, like, the noble rogues. You know, they commit crimes just, you know, for money. Just that's their way of life. You know, they don't kill if they welcome someone into the rogues and they kill someone, yeah. they're out. Yeah. Uh, gee, I'm I'm really trying to think of some other. Uh, Matt, do you have any other any honorable mentions? I was gonna say, the Flash. Yeah. But that's kind of one of the things that hurts the Flash is that most of his enemies seem to be united in the same cause, uh, which was the word I was looking for earlier. Um, <laughs> And they, I think that that kind of kills some of the diversity amongst the characters with like having different motivations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that hurts him. But from like just a creativity standpoint and all the different, I mean, God, he has a gorilla for an enemy. And yeah. And, and I think a lot of his villains have great looks. Uh, just cool just, looks, cool powers. Right. But just on a smaller, scale not scale but less of them than the other guys that we're going to talk about tonight um off the top of my head i'd probably want to put flash toward the top of that list i i don't um at face value i want to say daredevil but i struggle to think of like more than five more than yeah. five yeah are there more than Two? Are you counting uh, Electra? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Are you I counting guess. the hand? Yeah, I, ca yeah, I count Electra, the, the hand. I count Kingpin as a Daredevil villain. I, I count well. Bullseye yeah. as a Daredevil yeah. villain. And that's where that's and where I stopped. Typhoid like, Mary. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that trick. Yeah. Um, now, do we count Mysterio now as a also a Daredevil villain because he was featured in one of the more um, iconic Daredevil uh, Guardian Devil storyline. Even though he was in the one storyline, I feel like you need to have a little bit more of a presence than yeah. okay. one story. Uh, he's definitely a, a Spider-Man Spider villain. villain. Yeah, and I would argue that Kingpin is in spite of the show. I still feel like he's probably more of a Spider-Man villain. Um, yeah. I I know he straddles that line. I think he's more synonymous 
nowadays with Daredevil. Not only the show, you know, he he had a movie that connects that character, those two characters together. But I I mean, there's an argument to be made. You know what? Some of the more recent comics did feature Kingpin in Daredevil, like especially the uh, Jason Aaron. Or no, that was Punisher. Yeah, um, but didn't. Didn't Kingpin famously like get killed in a Daredevil story? Yeah, and frame Daredevil yeah. and, and send he also him to jail, ousted so, Matt yeah. Murdock as being Matt Murdock. Yeah, and I believe it was called the Death of Daredevil. Man, Kingpin really villains or, no, around. No, it was if, the Death of Matt Murdock. I think. If, if Kingpin, yeah, because Kingpin was yeah. pretty famous for being in that Punisher, that Jason Aaron Punisher run. Mm-hmm. So he he gets around, man. He's a good ground level villain. You know, they they all work around. The same area of New York, so... Yeah, that'll happen whenever all your heroes are in one city. Is is there another Marvel character that... Because, like, the, the, the Avengers, like, they don't really have rogues galleries. Like, each of them have, like, maybe one or two bad guys, but they don't have an expanded lineup of, you know, you can pull from this deep bench... To write stories about like Iron Man or Captain yeah. America. I mean, if we're going like teams, I would say that like if we're gonna, well, well, we can answer this question, and then I'll go to my next bit. Yeah, I think that the Avengers only have they have like Ultron, they have uh, uh, right. uh, Baron Zemo. Right. Um, the, is that an Avengers villain or is that a Cap uh, villain? Doesn't it? I think it kind of filters into both. Yeah, either or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I think if we're going to go, if we include teams with these rogues galleries, the X-Men are right up there. I yeah. mean, they have I, they have extremely iconic villains that are really memorable. You have your Magnetos, your Sabretooth, uh, Mystique is a, a villain, the Brood. Um, so they, uh, Omega Red is, is an, an iconic villain that, he fights Wolverine, but he's also... F- Fought mm-hmm. the X Men, made his first appearance in an X Men book, The Shadow King, Mister Sinister, Mister Sinister. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if yeah, we're it's talk- hard to argue with with that. Yeah, if I we're think- talking team, I mean, the X Men have a lot of iconic villains. Mm-hmm. I feel like the X Men can almost stand as their own character. Well, for a long time, I mean, in the mid nineties, the X Men was. Almost early mid nineties, X Men were a, a universe onto themselves. The popularity right. was sky high. It was it was a separate entity aside from all the other Marvel stuff. Because I don't look at someone like Magneto as a Professor X villain. He's yeah. an X Men villain. Yeah, like you know, Sabretooth lines up with Wolverine, but but he's fought. He's the, also the X-Men, like yeah. an, an X Men villain. Same with Mystique. Yeah, so. I think you could almost classify the X-Men as one character like Batman or Spider-Man. What about uh, the Fantastic Four? They've got, uh, yeah, they've got same, great villains, same. too. Yeah, they've, they've got your... Doctor Doom at the top of the list. Gala- mm-hmm. do, you, do we feel Mole like Galactus Man? is a... Galactus is definitely yeah, a okay. Fantastic Four villain. Yeah. Mole and Man, um, the Skrulls. Um. Yeah. When you count the, I would count the. See, I'm not gonna do the Ian and say. Wouldn't you think? I think I would count the scrolls as just Marvel characters. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just general Marvel villains. Yeah. I guess so. Um, like, I wouldn't count Amazo as, like, a Superman, Superman villain. Yeah. I'd count him as a Justice League villain. Oh, okay. Almost the same with Mongol, because Mongol bounces around the DC universe so much. But since... Um, the death of Superman. He's almost he's really been linked with Superman and Green Lantern. So so many of these lists, it it really is it really bolsters the claim to both Batman and Spider Man when I'm trying to think of past five villains, honestly. And yeah. like the X Men were really easy for me. Maybe it's just because I'm an X Men fan. But everybody else I kinda have a hard time after I get well, when I hit five and then yeah. I'm like uh. X Men I mean that's a little bit cheating, though, because it is a team versus right. like individual characters. But even the Avengers, I had a hard time yeah. kind of coming up yep. with. And and Fantastic Four, once you get past their top yeah, five, like, like heavy hitters, right. yeah. Hey, I want to throw one out um, because I, I think it's legit, but it's it doesn't quite live up to Batman Spider Man because they're all basically the same in terms of like the kind of characters that they are. But Dick Tracy has some of the most colorful and interestingly designed characters. They're they're so kind of goofy and I don't know, like you guys saw the movie, the the Warren Beatty movie and like yeah. they're almost kind of yeah. scary. Yeah, I in love a, that. in a weird way. Well, they're all they're all monsters. Yeah, more or less, they're but all they're all like, mobsters uh, as well. Phantom of the Attic type monsters. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean by it's that? Just like incredible like facial deformities yeah but i th- i think it's just like exact like that was just the way that that movie was you know the prosthetics and they were just exaggerated but that's all that's how the, they're drawn too yeah but i think that in another world you could have given a, a more straight take on you know flat top and all those dudes like you could have had a character that kind of looked like that that was within the bounds of actual like what a person would look like i hear you but i feel like that movie struck the perfect balance on what they should look like yeah i do wish that dick tracy would have looked a little bit more square like, jaw yeah. give him the nose and squinty yeah. eyed yeah like okay warren Beatty, we know you're you're beautiful but you know that's why they didn't put any prosthetics on him right right because like, right. he was too beautiful <laughs> uh but I do think that uh, it would have been cool if they would have, um, I don't know, just kind of like made him look a little bit more like the rest of the characters. Although, you know, if you were going to not make somebody look like their comic book counterpart, I guess it makes sense that you wouldn't do it with Dick Tracy, whereas all the other villains look kind of just off. Um, But man, like what a great, rogues gallery for just being like a a cop story yeah and that movie i haven't seen in a very long time but i really liked it like i i loved i think i was a kid but i think that i had my parents take me back at least two times to see that film i never saw it in the theater uh yeah i saw it uh i saw it in the theater twice and i think i saw it at the drive-in once i still have a dick tracy bedspread on my bed so like i love that i love that movie i had today yeah today you're gonna go home yeah, and lay down on dick I, tracy yeah i have it it's, it's, true. it's like an extra it. blanket yeah it. I, I have it i love i think i had i don't know um 
what? maybe maybe eight of these action figures. They had the the. It was made by the same company that Playmates. made the Ninja Turtles. Yep, Playmates. Playmates. And yeah, I, I had. Uh, I think I had the blank. I had Dick Tracy. Ian, let Flat me top, ask. Mumbles. Let me ask you something. Yeah. All right, so the I became aware of Dick Tracy in 1990 when the movie came out. Right. I didn't know anything about it until then. But then the the toys were coming out, and this was probably when we were about 10 years old. Yes. Right? Uh, and that was maybe like at the beginning of the end for us for playing with action figures. Yes. But we were still interested, and we still wanted to play with them. Yes. Uh, all we knew were the designs on the toys, right? Mm-hmm. Did you have a a favorite character, like a particular design? Because you don't know anything. You don't know who the main characters are. You just know what looks cool before you see the movie, right? Because I had one that was my favorite villain. Well, I I had my favorite villain just because I like the... uh, I just like the, the, the look of the villain before and... Before I saw the movie, yeah, and that was the villain that I wanted to get, right? Um, and I was I was then surprised whenever I went to see the movie. Okay, we're gonna pick the same one, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. I like the blank. Oh, you like the blank? Yeah. No, 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 no. I like the blank, but I thought the rodent was the, the rodent really because cool, he looked horrifying. No crap. Yeah. Now that Paul, was your favorite, and you had the rodent. I, no, I, I no, here's the crazy thing. I never owned a single Dick Tracy action figure. Really? I had tons of these guys. And during that time, I remember that summer, it was either TBS or TNT used to read. There was an old 60s Dick Tracy cartoon that was in reruns. And they used to replay those. And I remember waking up in the summer to watch Dick Tracy, the cartoon that that summer. Um, and get like more adventures with yep. Dick Tracy. I think you know it was one of those deals where you're at the you're at the mercy of your parents taking you to the movies or not. Yeah. By the time the buzz of the movie comes out and wears off, and you kind of quit pestering your parents to go see it, uh, it, it was just one of those things that I never got around to until you could rent it on tape, and then I finally saw it. But Paul, did you have a favorite Dick Tracy Rogues Gallery uh, character? Uh, just based on the look, because we were saying that um, we um, didn't really know who was who. I I wasn't all that familiar with them. Wasn't there a guy that cried all the time who had kind of like a melting face? Um, you had Mumbles. Yeah. You so had Prune Face. Maybe it was probably Prune, prune face. face. Just the the scarier looking ones is where where I would have leaned into. Uh, wasn't uh. Pacino, the villain in the movie. Pacino yeah, was, the was big villain. boy. Was that a real character? Yeah, yeah. He was the the main bad guy. That's what Mumbles was saying the whole time when they were interrogating. Who played Mumbles? Dustin Hoffman That's played right. Mumbles. Huh. And he said, "Big boy, dip." He said, <laughs> "Big." And they eventually figured out that it was Big Boy did it. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, my uh, my favorite was uh, the blank. Whenever I no saw face? the, he had no face. He was he was the question or Rorschach basically, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that guy's so cool! I can't wait! I can't wait! I can't wait! We go see the movie, and then spoiler alert: the blank ends up being Madonna. And oh it, no! And as a as a little boy, I was upset, and my dad and mother 
thought that was hilarious that I was so upset <laughs> oh my that goodness. my favorite character was a lady. So they sang the blank is a woman to me all the time. <laughs> I think my I, I want to say that my mom took great pride. Did they sing it to the tune of the Bee Gees more than a woman? It was the blank is a woman. That was the. Oh, I know. Tune. I know. That I don't song. know I if that is a real song it, or it not. Sound, yeah, it, it reminds me of something. So, yeah, that was a. Real in-your-face, Ian. Uh. In-your-face, 10-year-old son. <laughs> You're sexist. <laughs> this does make me want to go and watch the, the movie. I want to watch this so bad. I think my parents have it on VHS. But do they? I would imagine that they do. Now, Paul, while the Dick Tracy rogues gallery is really something else, yeah. I don't think it quite compares to the two big heavy hitters we're going to talk about tonight, Spider-Man and Batman. Would you agree? I agree. The Dick Tracy rogues gallery felt like they were created together. Yeah. They were all created at the same time. Yep. And I I like my comic books to pull from, you know, the very beginning of comic books and like mash all these different artists and creators styles and designs one of the things i was most unhappy with with dc's new 52 is when they redesigned all the costumes and all the justice league had matching collars and it took away from the the eras that these these different characters were created you have superman in the 30s you know, Flash and Green Lantern in the 60s. And, you know, Batman and Batman and Wonder Woman also, you know, in the 30s and 40s from different, vastly different creators. Like, they are, it felt, it, it felt natural with all of those characters coming together. Same with the, same with the Avengers. Look at the, you know, the, all the original costumes and backgrounds that all the Avengers come together with. Cause that's what's gonna happen in real life. You're yeah, gonna get, you have all these, Changing origin or different origin stories, different origins, different backgrounds, different people, you know, different different personalities, and that's what makes that's what makes these teams rich. So whenever they try to homogenize all of it, it it takes something away, and that's kind of kind of what I think about the the the, the Dick Tracy villains. Mm-hmm. They all feel like they're from like the same creative evening. Yeah, I well, I mean, they're all from <clears throat> they're all from the same kind of type of crime. You know, they're all mobsters and gangsters yeah. and they essentially all operate in the same area. So And they're like all it, guys in suits with fucked up faces. Yeah, like it it it's for Dick Tracy it sort of makes sense. They're still extremely colorful and extremely like fun to look at villains, but they yeah. are actually all from the same time period, right. era, all the same motivations. They do crime, which is but with Batman, which is and what Spider-Man, I like about Batman's yeah. Rogues Gallery is that there, it's been around for a long time. We've had different characters created in different eras that have become just as iconic as mm-hmm. someone like the Joker from the thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- you know, we've had like the animated series has done characters and that's in in the 90s that i think should get should get more say like um someone like calendar girl mm-hmm. i think is just a really fucked up psychotic villain that never gets any comic book play but i think yeah. there's a real cool story behind her um roxy rocket has had 
a lot of play. Harley Quinn, obviously. Um, and you get a lot of disparate origins, different costumes. Um, I think you get a different a different take on a lot of those villains. The version of, uh, you know, Mr. Freeze that you get in the animated series, I think for a lot of people, that's the version that they gravitate to the most because it's so grounded and has such an emotional uh, base to that character that you really feel for it. And that's what people think of whenever they think of Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Spider-Man's rogues have a little bit of that, but the bulk of them were created all around the same time by the same couple guys. Um and yeah, there there have been a, a lot more additions later on, but I I just I I don't think the later Spider-Man villains have as much weight as or I don't think the newer Spider-Man villains have as much weight as the newer Batman ones do. Um, well, I mean, like it depends on what you're saying. Like, I think that the best Spider-Man villain is one that was created later, not by Stan Lee, but by. Um, Todd McFarlane and Dave Michelini. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Um, Venom is probably is my favorite Spider-Man villain in the Eddie Brock version and probably the best Spider-Man villain. And that happened in the late 80s. I disagree. I don't think he's the best. Uh, I think the origin is way too bananas crazy to have to naturally be part of the Spider-Man universe. If it was a failed Oscorp experiment, I I would well, I'd be more attached to it. But it's just so random that because you have to tie in the entire Secret Wars saga into that, like Spider Man goes that into yeah. Something I mean, happened. it happens and it's it supports my argument that is it's completely separate from anything else. It's completely new and different, and I. You know, I guess I appreciate that part what of it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? That um, it's not like... It's not from the same couple It's not like creators? from the same couple creators. It's like Stan and, Stan and Dicko created a lot of those Spider-Man villains, and they're all fairly similar. This guy has a power, and he does this, and they're all criminals. And, like, yeah, Venom's origin is crazy. And I guess I can appreciate it for that, but I wanted to... At least those other villains, they have closer ties to Spider-Man, to New York, to that universe. Like, the whole Venom thing is just well, such happenstance. That, well, that's why you don't take... I don't take a ton of... Um, I don't look at the symbiote stuff so much as I look at the Eddie Brock stuff and the combination of the two. Like, Eddie Brock is directly tied to Peter Parker and has um, has a lot of reason to be upset with that particular person um it's in has a eddie brock and the symbiote at the same time have a moral code where they're not trying to just go out there and kill they're they're not trying to kill a lot of people their only goal in life is to hurt peter parker so i think that that kind of gives it sort of a different twist on the whole villain thing i like that part of it but it's still all based on Peter bringing an alien back to Earth on accident. Which is, I mean, which is something that happened to Spider-Man. I mean, just because it happened in the Secret Wars, it's part of the Spider-Man mythos. Just, I 
the Flash died in Infinite Crisis. Does that make that part of his history no, crazy and, not, and different and, and invalid? I'm not trying to invalidate where Venom comes from, but I would prefer... Like I, I like the fact that it's so different from a lot of other things, but I don't. it doesn't have the same like Spider-Man connection for okay. me. Like it doesn't have a personal connection. It's like all on accident. Matt, what do you think about Venom? I like Venom. I don't think that he is the the top Spider-Man villain. Uh I, I do think that that's the Green Goblin. I think Venom is a great Spider-Man villain and he brings something very unique and arguably has the best look out of all the Spider-Man villains, which goes a long way in, I think establishing all of these characters as good villains. I think that's super important. I think sometimes villains get short shrift to the heroes a lot of the time in terms of design. And, uh, that is not the case with these two rogues galleries. So Venom you know, we're we're comparing all these villains against each other. Well, at least groups of them. But like, out of all the characters, I would argue maybe Venom's the coolest looking out of both rogues galleries. Yeah, I I think that. Uh, yeah, I I love the look that Venom has. Um, honestly, I mean the Joker also, but has a winning look, a highly iconic, and you know, sort of. Look that you can also customize, as we've seen throughout the years. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't knock um, Venom just because he he comes from a an, an alien planet. Right. Um, well, as as has been a theme over the last few episodes, I am also not a '90s comic book guy, so I don't have that nostalgia built in to Venom. Well, I don't think that you have to necessarily have nostalgia built in to appreciate Venom. He's been a pretty sustainable character throughout the years. Um, sure, I I read him back in the '90s, but I don't think that my my appreciation for the character is solely grounded in that. I think that you can appreciate characters going forward, just like yeah. just, oh, you know, not, you don't have to be a '30s person to like the Joker. I'm not pointing fingers about the the nostalgia factor, but you guys are products of '90s comic books, so I I would expect you guys to have a little more emotional attachment to stuff from that era than I would because I, I didn't read comics back then. Right, I, and I mean, I also think that. Uh, Morlin, Morloon, how are we going to say it tonight? Morloon. Morloon. I say Morlin. The vampire guy that fights Spider-Man, Morloon. I think he's actually in another awesome later addition to the Spider-Man mythos. He brings a whole different kind of um, viewpoint to Spider-Man with moving away from the more grounded reality of Spider-Man as we knew it and kind of taking it it into this um, multi-dimensional totem-based Spider-Man well, stuff. Morlun, uh, who? Oh, I'm thinking of Morbius. Does Morbius count as a Spider-Man villain? Yeah, he's a Spider-Man yeah, villain. Yep. So, where do we stand on Morbius? He's all right. He's okay. He's like way down the ladder, I'd say, for Spider-Man villains. What do you think, Matt? 
I wouldn't say he's way down the ladder, but yeah, he's definitely a Spider-Man villain. Is he a gray area Spider-Man villain? Morbius? Uh, Well, I mean, his motivations are definitely not, uh, you know, fueled by just being bad. I mean, he's a vampire, so he's just trying to get by as a vampire, but that, unfortunately for him, means dealing with spider-man uh i mean he's still he a could vampire. probably leave new york and not have to deal with any of the marvel heroes probably he can probably make a living sucking blood in seattle and be just fine uh, yeah like Morloon is really cool like really scary really threatening you know, you know he was written by uh jms j michael straczynski really well and yeah, that's a that's a newer one, and I I I may I may have more sentimental connection with Morloon than I have with Venom. I really like the Eddie Brock story, but I would I would um it was Spectacular Spider Man, which was a sh- uh, animated series that we really liked, but ev- all of the Spider Man villains sprung out of like Oscorp experiments, and that. We didn't like that. Yeah, I you don't, know, I'm I'm looking at Ian. I yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. us not liking that because it made everything a little too convenient. Yeah, and that's kind of what it looked like they were doing with the Amazing Spider-Man, and and to some degree they did a little bit of that in Ultimate Spider-Man with some of with the Hobgoblin being a riff on the Green Goblin, with Venom and Carnage being part of Oscorp experiments mm-hmm. or extensions of experiments with. Um, and Carnage, wasn't Carnage like, uh, and also uh, Spider-Girl, Spider-Girl was an yeah. extension of yeah, the Oscorp right. stuff. So what? while Green Goblin is essential to Spider-Man, I don't think that everything needs to spring out of Norman Osborn's company to be something that combats Spider-Man. I agree. I like someone like the Vulture being totally separate. He's, you know, built, you know, the homecoming one. The Michael Keaton's Homecoming Vulture is probably the best version of the Vulture. They he's has the most flesh out fleshed out backstory that I've yeah. read, and it's completely separate from Norman Osborn. Even wasn't Sandman and Spider Man three part of a Norman Osborn thing? No, but he was part of um, Spider Man's origin. He was the other um, person involved in the carjacking that killed Uncle Ben. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was dumb. The yeah. lizard is not an like traditionally isn't an Oscorp employee vil- employee or villain like Works for a different evil science lab. Yeah, I, did he? Am I am I wrong? Did he work for the for a college or something? Yeah, he was. Oh, he was yeah, that's right. Peter Parker's professor. professor. Right, yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah, I think it's always good to have um, villains come from different areas. Um, is it problem? Well, if we're talking about that, is problematic that most of Batman's villains end up in Arkham and spring from the you know the depths of insanity or or based in like having some mental problems? Well, I think I don't think they do. I think yeah. Batman's rogues have a wide breadth of what of of motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them come from. Uh, come you know wind up in Arkham and a lot of writers like need to write Alice in Wonderland villains into Batman stories and I fucking 
hate that. I wish that just fucking stopped. It's like it started with a Mad Hatter. Yeah. And then it like, you know, grew into um the Humpty or uh Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Was that a animated series thing though? I like think it sprung from that. that. I think that or? was a weird seventies. Yeah. I think that was a weird seventies creation. I could be wrong. Uh we don't deal in absolutes on the McSauce podcast. We We don't uh, do we it. are not Siths. <laughs> Uh, but like you get guys like Killer Croc who are just, you know, big bruising criminals. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys like Mister Freeze, who are just out for vengeance. Uh, Penguin, just a fucking thug, just a criminal, criminal mastermind. And then you get your, your you know, psychos aside from that. But there's yeah, a lot of you know, there's a wide range of you know, Batman villains out there. Yeah, I mean you have. You- your scarecrow and your ventriloquists that are people that are a bit deranged. Your uh, what's his uh, Hugo Strange? It's fucking crazy. The, the, doll, right? the doll maker is super underrated in terms of Mr. Zaz, a great Calendar Batman Man. villain because Doll Maker is a serial killer, which I think in Batman's world totally makes sense, right? Uh, but just the the Buffalo Bill nature of the character, cutting up people and using their skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What he uses it on himself is that what Dollmaker does, or is he actually like? I'm make- not sure what the real origin of Dollmaker is. Find that or his modus operandi. But just the very concept of a character like that within the Batman world is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Batman has. I, I really, you know, I really think that, and they are doing it. You can make multiple franchises, movie franchises, out of Batman's Rogues Gallery. Right. You know, you're you're going to get your Harley Quinn movie. You know, the uh, Gotham Sirens, um, Suicide Squad. Essentially, is a, you know, like some main parts of that are Batman villains. Yeah, um, and Catwoman and Poison Ivy count, and they're not—they're yeah. not necessarily mentally deranged. Yeah, no, they not are. They're sociopaths. Yeah, they're to a point, but they're not. Like I would never say like Poison Ivy belongs in Arkham. Like you know, she's you know clear-headed. She's focused. She knows what she wants to do. She knows her her motives. Not everybody, but I'd say I'd say a good poor. I mean, Two Face is clearly somebody that is disturbed that needs to be sent away yeah 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 and it works it works great for batman because it all plays off of you know batman walking the razor's edge of being um psychotic himself right Mm -hmm. so what do we think does that settle it (laughs) (laughs) well i i think maybe an interesting way to try to settle it i mean we could go through the entire list of rogues and that would be kind of laborious oh, laborious but a joy to listen to uh or we could try to narrow it down to maybe like top six villains and see how we feel about those lists like i i thought maybe five but frankly you could do like a five for a lot of other characters and that's what sets these two rogues galleries apart from everybody else is the fact that there's just so many of them so i think if we can pick our six top ones and kind of compare those maybe we can kind of sort this out paul I think we can do that. That sounds fair. 
Because I think it'll be pretty easy. We'll probably just be fighting for like the last one or two slots on these lists. Slots, Paul. Slots. Not sluts. Like uh, uh, Batman's villain, Casino Man. Yeah. Then he played played by <laughs> Brendan or, Fraser <laughs> or Spider Man's villain Dan Slot. <laughs> oh, is he Spider Man's villain That's or is meta he Meta Zinger, folks? Is he Fandom's villain? He, he's ever yeah. He is uh, comic book Fandom's villain. Uh, so okay, let's do Batman first because I think that's going to probably be a little easier. Um, I mean, Joker is is the most obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say Joker, Two-Face, Penguin, Riddler. And then we and then we get Dicey, I think, at that point. I don't point. even know if I'd put Two-Face Ooh. in my top six. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I think I would go for my top five, those, and then, then I'll put Bane in there. Okay. Jesus Christ. So wait, wait, wait. Bane. You got Joker, Two-Face, Penguin, Riddler. Who's your number five? Bane. Then who's six? Are we doing six? Are we really doing let's, six? Yeah, let's do six. All right. Um, jeez. Catwoman. Catwoman. Okay. Paul, do you disagree with any of these? Um. Yeah, I wouldn't put Bane in my top five. Oh. I wouldn't put Two-Face in my top five either. What about your top six? Or in my top six. Um, so so Catwoman belongs, but I don't know. Two-Face and Riddler don't. Um, well, what are our criteria for picking top six? Just the ones we... Our, our favorites? Yeah, yeah. The ones that we yeah, feel Cat best Woman. represent, like, Catwoman's the rogues gonna, gallery. I'm going to take off Catwoman, too, because I feel like she's more of a... She's more of a gray area ally of Batman's at this point than, okay. than a villain. You know, they do more fucking than they do... You know, locking up and Fair going enough. to jail. Sometimes you fuck the people that are most villainous to and so. In, and in Tom King's run, he just lets her go, do whatever she wants. So, so we agree on Joker, Penguin, and Riddler. That's for sure. Why don't you? Why don't you put up your six there, Paul? You seem to have. I don't know. Like I like a lot of I like a, a lot of villains better than Riddler. Like I'll give you Joker and Penguin. I think they both. Uh, oh, why? Thank you. Now, well, why, why don't you pick yours, Joker and Penguin both exhibit different areas of uh, villainy that Batman needs to fight on a regular basis. Okay. I think that Two-Face the, is perfect for that because of the duality of who Two-Face is and what he represents. Plus which there's is, a personal connection. Yeah, which is exactly why he, he wears the two sides of himself on on his person which is what batman keeps underneath him you know like that's why i would put him in the top six definitely you're allowed to put him in the top six well I, I, let's, I would... let's try to agree on these lists all right um i'll i'll give you two face okay um i'm but not riddler i don't i don't think so like okay. i i I think I'm alone in my in the Riddler that I like because since Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale wrote him that way, no one else has ever done it. So, um, but I'm gonna. I like I like Mister Freeze. I like putting yeah. Mister Freeze. In I think there. I think Mister Freeze. That's belongs. fair. 
I can, and, um, I can work with that. I also really like Clayface. Clayface is all right, but I wouldn't bump any of the other villains that I have. For I Clayface. wouldn't. I wouldn't bump Bane for Clayface. The Clayface is fun. Clayface is really cool looking, but I would. I could put both I of them on there, but I wouldn't get rid of Bane for Clayface, and and frankly, I wouldn't get rid of Riddler for Clayface. I either. can't. I can't think of a Clayface comic book story arc. At all. It was Just always can't. better in the animated series, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I like the I I like to give my six would give Batman the widest range of what he's what he's capable of handling. Mm-hmm. Um Riddler's just a lame joker. Uh I'll g I, I like I like the story behind Two Face. Um I like the thug mentality of you know, the organized crime with the penguin. Mm-hmm. Um Clayface gives you a little bit of supernatural a little bit of outside Batman's realm that he shouldn't be able what about man to bat? handle, but he does. I was also thinking Man-Bat. Maybe if you want to replace Man-Bat with, or Clayface with Man-Bat, that's all right. Yeah, um, I Freeze don't know. I don't think either of those are like... Top six. Top six. Freeze gives like, you... They're, they're like, great. Like, Mr. Freeze, definitely. I th- I think I, mm-hmm. I must have just sort of forgotten. Freeze gives you the, the emotional beats, mm-hmm. and, you know, he... Gives you a little bit of the tech side that Batman what about, also has. What about Scare- I totally agree. Scarecrow, with Scarecrow's in I'd there. I put Scarecrow in before Bane. Okay, can because we agree Batman's, on Scarecrow? You know, Batman know. preys on fear, and this is a villain that uses fear to prey on others. Um, I just don't like Bane. Bane's I, never going to be. I, in I know. My top I know you don't. Rajah um, Ghul. Ugh. Even I don't worse. think this is a Rajah Ghul house here. I know. Like I, <laughs> I don't yeah, think it is. I, I wouldn't. Put he wasn't. There. I, we've been talking about doing this all day, and this is the first time Rajah Ghul popped in my head, and it's because you're reading some list over there. You didn't even think Rajah Ghul either until you saw him on that list. See, I have him up on my list, and I didn't mention him because I don't like him. I know you don't like him, Batman. Matt, I don't know if you like Cal on shirtless in the desert. Yeah, no. I think that's a '70s thing. A lot of people that it grew is. up with the '70s books like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him on our list, but I yeah. thought I'd throw him out there because he is kind of significant to the, I, the poorer aspects of the Batman character. I put Bane on my list because Bane put bat like set up a a way to defeat Batman in yep in a way that no other villain was able right. to do it. Right, so, and he did. Yeah, and he was successful, and he, Batman, he just Bane, happened to be beat by some, you know, some fucking Jean, Jean-Paul Valley, like essentially French Canadian, the Rob Liefeld's Batman. <laughs> uh, I would probably put Scarecrow and Bane. No, no, yeah, I want to put Riddler on there just because I love his look and everything he represents in terms of like. His iconic nature, but at the same time, and he Paul's challenges kind of right. Batman's detective nature. He does in a way that maybe some of these other villains don't. If that's what we're doing, yeah, but, if but we're giving Bane, Batman a hard time, but Bane can doing? also compete with Batman on an intellectual level. You're right, uh, and plus Bane brings the the brawn as well. So yeah, like, Bane I think the pain. He Bane does bring the pain. Uh, <laughs> so I think Bane belongs on there more than. Riddler more than mm, I you know what I like Bane and Scarecrow to round out the list. So what do we have? I will allow Bane. 
I know I'm in the mon- I, I I appreciate what Bane brings. I like certain versions of Bane. Um so I'll 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 allow Bane. So we have Joker, Joke, Penguin. Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Two-Face, Bane, mm-hmm. Bane and Scarecrow. I'm okay with Scarecrow. I'll allow it. Sure. Are we forgetting anybody? I mean, how have we not mentioned Firefly? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we talked about Solomon uh, Grundy, Bla- Black Mask, Killer Croc. We Black didn't talk Mask about is really. Them. I always liked Black Mask. He always felt like the poor man's penguin. Like the yeah, mm-hmm. you know, always like. There's a really good. I'm sure it, someone may have even written it about like you know Batman having to calm the Black Mask Penguin r- rivalry between gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Solomon Grundy always felt like. A DC villain, isn't he me. more? Yeah, like he's more of yeah, like a Justice League villain. Yeah. Like yeah, okay. but um, I think that's that's a fair list. I can get down with that list. Okay, um, I'm I'm okay with that too as a consensus for sure. All, All right. right, look at us. Hey, shit, making friends in agreement, making concessions. Let's. I thought let's, that was going to be the more highly contested list. Uh, I have we, a feeling this one's going to be more highly contested because, because I feel after, like it's a little all because over the after because the Paul's first, just going to fucking rubber two, stamp whatever stink. we say. <laughs> all right, so Matt, why don't you kick us um, off as our resident Spider-Man expert? Okay, let's go with the Green Goblin. Yeah, uh, yeah, number one. Ian, throw one out for me. Um, Venom. No. I, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he's not on the list. Who he's, else? He's on the list. He's on the list. Uh, Carnage. Oh, eh, better I don't know. Let's hold off on Carnage. Carnage. Okay. We'll put him in a holding why you, why, do you, why, is, why are you naming Carnage third? Well, I, I just... Carnage him, just the poor man's venom? I, I, haven't, I haven't ordered the one through six yet. It's just the next one that I came up with. It's worth discussing on um, our discussion I podcast. like Sandman. I... I like I Sandman too. too. I would put him on the list. I do also feel like Carnage is a poor man's venom. He's like, and I don't. I almost feel like he his his purpose and goal isn't necessarily to get in Spider Man's way or kill Spider Man or do anything. Yeah. His purpose is to create panic, chaos, and destruction. He was created and Carnage, if right? You will. He was created to like out. Venom, 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 yeah. Like so he's it, like Venom. It was villain. almost like, oh, that's not enough. What can we do? It's even crazier than Venom. Poor Mountain Dew on Venom. Eh, <laughs> there we go. So, like, I I really like um, villains like Penguin and Norman Osborn and Lex Luthor because the good guys can't really catch them. They're smart enough to cover their tracks and not be able to be brought in by justice. And that's what you know. Superman, Batman. And you like Spider-Man your white collar criminals. <laughs> yeah, because they they're Does they're Spider-Man able. Spider-Man have any uh, other business? They're able Kingpin. to to Kingpin, shuck and yeah. jive and evade. Do you and want... you can't. You can never really catch them. You well, know Kingpin that they're doing is the, it. He's the quintessential uh, white collar criminal because he wears that he white jacket. Has a so what? We put Kingpin on there. I'll I'll do it. I'll put Kingpin on there. I don't, I, I don't want to put Kingpin on because I feel like he's become more of a Marvel villain. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's a spider-man guy all right these all days. right well how about the vulture we all liked michael keaton's turn as the vulture i think that was probably that's my favorite representation he's always always been a really great spider-man villain if so. i'm going to 
if I'm going to lean on Paul Dini's Mr. Freeze all the time, I should also be allowed to lean on Michael Keaton's Vulture. I think that was a really good portrayal of that villain. I'm already putting him in the top six. I'm not. Okay. Okay. No? okay. I'm also not. That's also not ironclad. I'm. Already, I'm already keeping him off. Right, we can well, have, you want to replace with the shocker? No. Uh, but I can think of other characters that I feel a little more strongly about. Maybe and this then we can. Is going to be. We difficult. can revisit Vulture. Okay. All right. So we. we right now we have the the Green Goblin. We have so Ven- Venom. We should be able to wrap this list up real quick now that Paul's not here. Green Goblin, Venom. Right. Sandman. Right. We agree with. Right. How about uh, the do- how about Dr. The U- Octopus? D- Dr. Octopus. Like Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um we you talked about Carnage, um, and I said Venom knockoff. Hobgoblin. Uh I, I wanna say no because I feel like we already have Green Goblin and, and there's too much similarity there. One goblin and symbiote per List. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I I agree. There's a lot of similarity. Um, I would put Morlun or Morlin on the list. Oh man, that is a bold choice, Ian. I think he has not only made his mark in multiple J in that JMS run, yeah, but they also built the whole like that Spider Verse, um, crossover. That happened a few years ago, which yep. I read recently. It was actually pretty good, um, it, and it also takes the Spider-Man world and sort of puts it on its head by maybe making you think a little bit about where Spider-Man's powers come from. I I like that some. I know it's different and it's challenging, but Moreland I lo- is on my list. <sighs> I really liked the initial introduction of the character in JMS's. Um, whatever it was called, Great it was Power amazing. Spider Man, or yeah, right. But it continued to unravel and get less and less interesting. And then when Dan Slott did the multiverse stuff, like I, I couldn't like that any less. So I feel pretty strongly the other way that I don't think he belongs no. on the list. But but we can still discuss it, or we can let's at least discuss other characters that maybe could be on this list. Paul. Sure, I feel like there's someone. That's like top four that I'm forgetting. Uh, the lizard? I like the lizard. Oh, I you like walked out of the room when we said Doc Ock. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was lizard and Doc Ock completely forgot about. I like Electro. The, I like the science analogies between Peter and Doc Ock and, 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 the, and the lizard. Yeah. I like the personal connection between Peter and a respected teacher of his who loses control and it's up to Peter to save him without his knowing and without him knowing Peter's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I like that interpersonal drama. I'd go Lizard before Doc Ock. I mean, I think that we could I think have both, both of them. What's, on there. what's Doc Ock's origin? He was a doctor of octopi. <laughs> Octopoctor? Octor doctor. So, but, but what he was he just like a scientist? Um, was it the Alfred Molina Spider-Man Two origin? It's I th- I feel like it was a uh, essentially like that. I never read his uh, initial um, like the, the initial run. I can I can give you his Ark. origin if you if you want to spare a minute. Yeah yeah, give it to uh, me. Otto Octavius was raised in an oppressive household with an 
overprotective mother and harsh, abusive father. His mother encouraged the young Otto, already a good student, to push himself in school in the hopes that he would have a better life uh, than his factory worker father. Otto was awarded a scholarship for university shortly before his father died in a workplace accident. Sounds like Rudy. Um, oh, thanks. No, he becoming, was born in New York. Becoming obsessed with schoolwork after his father's death, Otto applied himself even harder to his studies in science. He graduated and got work with an engineering firm, soon becoming a respected nuclear physicist and research consultant, as well as working as an inventor and lecturer. He soon developed a remarkable invention, a chest harness that connected the wearer to four mechanical arms. This invention earned him a new nickname, Dr. Octopus. Around this time, he became involved with a fellow researcher, Mary Alice Anders, to whom he eventually proposed marriage. However, the happy couple was broken up by Otto's mother, who disapproved of the young bride-to-be. Otto broke off the engagement at his mother's behest, uh, but she soon di- or but she died soon in the middle of an argument with her son. Oh shit! He killed his mom by arguing with her. Argue- <laughs> death <laughs> by <laughs> argument. <laughs> Uh, having lost all of his social ties, Otto became more withdrawn and sullen and grew obsessively dedicated to his work while simultaneously throwing professional... What happened to his wife? Um, or his girlfriend? Otto broke off the... Because the... He, killed, he killed his mom on accident and then broke off the engagement. No, 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 no. He, he um, broke the engagement off and then had the argument with his mom and killed his mom. Uh it doesn't say that he got back with the girl. Maybe she was like, I don't want to go out with you, you murderer. You mom killer. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. He grew uh, obsessively dedicated to his work while simultaneously throwing professional and operational caution to the wind. This recklessness with his personal safety led directly to an accident that would change his life forever. Radiation leak in the lab caused an explosion. Uh, no, that's never happened before in The comics. old radiation leak. Uh, which fused the harness and limbs to his body. The radiation simultaneously caused mutations in his brain, allowing him to have a direct control over the arms through telepathy. Driven insane by the accident and the damage it had caused to his body and mind, Dr. Octopus became dedicated to a life of crime. It's pretty classic-sounding villain stuff. Yeah, it does sound classic. (laughs) But I don't understand how, like, this crazy, obsessive, compulsive disorder turns into a life of crime. Well, it said that uh, driven insane by the accident and the damage yeah. it caused to his body and mind. And but any like, time, anytime that you have But what, a, then he's like, oh, I'm going to rob a bank. Anytime that you have head trauma or head injury, that typically... In real life, that leads you to have some questionable behavior, right. possibly criminal behavior. Right. There's a link to that. That's actual. So, are you saying uh, after, an actual thing? After hearing this origin, you're ready to take Doc Ock off the list? Because he had a fucking concussion. Come on now, you <laughs> no, dumb cocksucker. There's, there's there's better. There's you better dumb cocksucker. Then, like, then Doctor Octopus. That was like really. No, I'm saying there's better origins to to use to keep him on the list like this is that's so convoluted and it doesn't you're being ridiculous isn't 
isn't Dr. Octopus. You weren't, the version, you weren't the, here for half of it, so don't tell me I'm right, being ridiculous. because I read it on the fucking Wikipedia page that he was reading it off before I went upstairs. It doesn't matter. Isn't the version that you saw in Spider-Man 2, one of all of our favorite movies, isn't that good enough to put him on this list? That's what I said. I said there's other origins of his to use to keep him on the list. Oh, okay. Well, then what are we arguing about, Paul? Because this one's Why are you just, being such like, an asshole? Because this one doesn't, like... The movie was nice and concise. It all made sense. This is some weird stuff. He was married. What? He broke off the engagement. Kills his mother by arguing yeah, with some, her. It was, it, it was just ni- like... It was the 1960s, I know, man. That's what I said. I agreed. It's, it is a classic origin. Which is why you update Which update's is why... Stuff. Alfred Molina's Doc Ock on the list. Right, yeah, right. You like the you you pare it down, and even the one from Ultimate Spider-Man, where he's somebody that works for Oscorp, is acceptable in a more yeah. streamlined, pared yeah. down, and like functional version of that character. Right. What about um, Craven? I was thinking Craven the Hunter. Um, Such an interesting kind of villain. The problem with Craven is that he hasn't really been around for that's true a good chunk of our lifetime. Craven's last hunt is one of the most famous Spider-Man stories of all time. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and I mean, Craven's last hunt. Spoilers, Paul, but he dies. And they really haven't done a ton with the character <laughs> before or since. They brought him into the Ultimate Universe, which actually was pretty cool. They treated him like a Steve Irwin type character that was, yeah, had I, a TV show and I everything. Would think that and you would hate that, Matt. That's that's why is that? surprising to me that you think that's cool. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was all right, but yeah, I would of, think that because you would... Matt's so beholden to nostalgia. Um, it yes. it was cool because I felt like it was it was an update that kind of made sense for, you know, like the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea of this hunter that loves hunting like the most dangerous animals in the world and he's the best hunter in the world. What was so, the, the deal with the original? Did he have like super strength or something like that? Or I don't believe he did. Hmm. I, don't I don't think he did either. I think he was just... He was just crazy? He was just a, <laughs> he was just a, hun- a hunter. Hunter. Hunter, it's easy Hunter? for you to say. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't so know we put Craven. Are we? Are we? I don't putting no, Craven on there. You got Craven. You got Rhino. You got Morbius, which is cool because he's a vampire. You got Scorpion. Scorpion, Mysterio, Master of Illusion. Um, I don't feel Boomerang. super strongly about any of those last ones They're that we mentioned like, to round out the top. Yeah, six. like they. They're all interchangeable. You're not me. granting me Kingpin, who I feel like I want to be on the list, but I get why he's not. Um, I don't know. We didn't talk Mysterio. I don't know if that if he he. I guess he's probably. I always thought Mysterio the, was a little bit of a jobber yeah. when it came to <laughs> Spider-Man villains. All right. I, like so. when I looked at the Sinister Six, I was like that guy with the big dome head. He just looks like a like he's the one that they. <laughs> that they yeah, make fun like of when Rhino, he goes to the bathroom. Rhino, Shocker, Scorpion. Like, they're all like, hey, here's your tech power. You're a common criminal. Here's your tech power. Like, yeah. even Electro, Electro is in there. Like, That's why I think Moreland is a viable candidate Moreland. for this 
last spot because he has he he's always been a legitimate scary threat to Spider-Man and he has sort of like a different his existence is all about killing Spider-Man or or taking the life force from Spider-Man so he is directed at our hero and nothing else and he's he's just different than you know your tech power or your animal thing yeah or yeah something I, like I that. get that uh, I don't like what he represents I feel like he kind of undermines the simplicity of the creation of spider-man well, the the rest of that story undermines it but if Morloon's just a crazy guy that is powerful enough to think if he steals spider-man's power yeah like that's fair. Like, I like the insanity side of Morloon, but I agree with Matt that it does convolute. Yeah, the, it undermines the, story. the simplicity of his origin. Yeah, yeah. It, right, and it almost like it's it wants to almost retcon Spider-Man a little bit, and that is one character that doesn't need retconned. Yeah. Now I do remember in that original storyline that was a scary bad guy, like you because there was no way to beat him so it was like what is the hero going to do against this character it was it you were tense reading it and that was cool i just i think there's too many other flaws surrounding the the idea of it if we're going to put cuz wasn't he essentially a vampire yeah he's a vampire right he if we're going to put a vampire on there i want to put morbius on there morbius never gave spider-man that kind of run for his money no he didn't he but there still was hasn't more of a been brought back Right, what, I mean, he really that? has he been? Have they used him since? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. They they had a whole Spider Verse thing with Morland's uh, like but. family and like the like history of hunting spiders throughout the dimensions. And that's why Matt, I don't think, likes it because I there's a lot of I dimension and time jumping, I which is why I actually do I, like. It makes me like it a little bit more because I like that stuff. Let me ask you this: yes. uh, Would you prefer to have Morlin or Vulture on the list? I think Morlin. Why are those our options? To because I think those are the, like the last well, those two viable options. Those are the More two that I rejected. Venom on the list. <laughs> what? Because Venom's like one of the top <laughs> villains, dude. I know you don't like him, but I, I I wouldn't put him on the list. But I would almost put Ezekiel on the list before Ezekiel. Ezekiel's before not a, Morlun. He wasn't he really wasn't a villain. He was, guard, though, dude. But he, he was. He lured him the whole series up until the whole run of that story he, he, up until he, the end he helped no he helped him most of the time like he did he he initially up until the end when he was sacrificing him that's what makes ezekiel a compelling villain because he's his buddy the whole time until the end where they're in that pyramid or whatever that aztec temple and he's like up oh, Got to kill you now because I well, need to live forever. I can tell you. That I think he, he does, just made one decision that was poor. Regardless of his decision-making abilities, he doesn't belong in the top six. He, he well, built. No, he doesn't. He, he built. But, but honorable he, mention. For okay, Ezekiel. honorable no, mention. I thought he was a great character. He's a great character, but it, he's not a villain. He built that whole room for Peter Parker to save him, and Peter shunned him. And then he came and fought Moreland with him. At his own, at the danger of Ezekiel losing his life to help Peter. Um, maybe I need to read this story. You again. do because like, that did happen. You're right. Like eventually, he did lure him I thought, to that yeah. Aztec temple. I thought, but that all was after of this, this whole thing was to get Peter to a certain point so that he could take him at his like peak of power. No, that wasn't that wasn't it at all. What about Black Cat? Eh, That's Catwoman. she's Catwoman. Yeah. 
even she's even more Catwoman-y than Catwoman. Like, <laughs> uh, I I really I don't know I don't know. I think I think Moreland belongs in the top six. Paul, who do you think if you because here's what we got for our list. We have we, we have, have three or a top six. We got green top five. Gr- I top, thought we were doing this top six. We are, but we, so we far so we far. have Green Goblin, Venom, Sandman, Doc Ock, and the Lizard. Um. Uh. Uh. Geez, I don't know. I'd I'd probably put Vulture. Like I really like Michael Keaton's Vulture so much. You did you ever read the um, Marvel Knight Spider Man that Mark Miller wrote? First storyline was with Vulture. That's my so. favorite Vulture. Um, where I he can't was, really. I read it, but I can't really remember. He was his the motivation was his, drew his it, granddaughter. Right? He was trying to like get money for an operation or something. Like it, it, he wasn't the straight up horrible villain that you know most bad guys usually are. He was like kind of motivated by a good deed. And that's exactly what Homecoming Vulture is. He's just kind of looking out for his family. Feels like he got screwed over by Tony Stark. I'll concede. I'll concede. I'll put Vulture on the list before Moreland. I'll, I'll, I'll can put you Vulture live with that? List. Yeah, I can live Vulture. with that. Okay, so we right. got we hey, got our look list. At that. Look at us. Makes sense. Now, now, <laughs> no, here's where it gets interesting, Paul. I thought that was six. We're gonna compare the lists. Oh fuck! This is where we have to pick who has the better rogues gallery. I don't think this is going to be very difficult. All right, so let's look at our number ones. Joker versus Green Goblin. Joker is the most iconic villain in comic books, but at the same time, Green Goblin has is pretty iconic in his own right, not to mention has a much deeper personal connection to the main hero. It's Joker, hands down. Like I don't think the Joker's one of those. Well, that's well articulated, Paul. I don't that's my point. I don't think I need to articulate it. It's the fucking Joker. Because that's the way Paul feels. I think that the Joker is one of the most iconic villains in in fiction. So, I mean, throw them all in there. Okay. All right. We'll we'll give you Joker over Green Goblin. Um begrudgingly. Yeah, jeez. Oh man. Okay. This is a weird real weird thing. Pick picking like the the six top six versus top six who's gonna win like issuing the fact that after this six Spider Man's Rogues Gallery falls apart but Batman's goes on for like another six that could be just as good as the top six so it's Batman's well I don't agree with that okay I mean we we if you want to go ten I don't I don't <laughs> see well here's the thing Paul I don't think that Spider that's the point of this these two these two lists is that I don't think that Spider Man's falls apart because there are still quality villains that were on the list for Spider Man like we we still had about ten to twelve villains for Spider Man that were quality villains whereas everybody else it's like you get to four and you're like oh you're looking for five sure Batman has great villains but spider-man has great villains too it, it doesn't fall apart two verse two who are they uh penguin and venom i think venom wins this i one. think venom, venom does too well okay. articulated Matt. why does venom win because you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> who's attacking who tonight uh i've been so nice to you tonight hey you know what i'm sorry i gotta get it off my chest uh you got two face and sandman 
I think Sandman is more iconic. I think. Or wait, wait. No, no, no. Two Face. I'm sorry. I meant Two Face. I meant Two Face. <laughs> I think Two Face has the better emotional tie to the hero. He does. Now, Sandman has the cooler power. He has. Oh, does he have the cooler look? No, I think that Two Face has the cooler look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He has, a, has the cooler gimmick with All the, right. okay. the, the uh, coin. Mr. Freeze or Dr. Octopus? Ooh, doctor on doctor. <laughs> Why doesn't he call himself Dr. Freeze? I don't know. He's humble. He is a doctor. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I like it's I like Freeze's look better. I like his motivations better. I like his jokes better. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> um it's close. It's 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 really close, oh, man, but like the- Let's cut. Co- can we come back to this one? Freeze sure. generally. We'll just just looking at, you know, his aesthetic, his look. Freeze looks cool all the time. For the bulk of Doc Ock's career, he has those big goofy goggles and a bowl cut. Not cool. But since when doctors aren't supposed to be cool? That's what makes Mister Freeze cool because he's a doctor. Because he's cool. and he looks cool. Because he's and cool. He <laughs> he's got the trifecta of coldness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can argue with that. Um, but Dr. Octopus's look with the arms is just so damn... It's. I think it's even more iconic than Mr. Freeze's look. I think, yeah, I think it, his look is more iconic. Um, I think his power... They're about even, I think. A guy that can shoot like, like ice lasers and against a guy that's got eight arms for Spider-Man to have to fight. And if we're doing, say, like, let's match up the best version against the other best version. Yeah. The animated series, Mm -hmm. Mr. Freeze, against Spider-Man 2's Alfred Molina, Doc Ock. That's that's like a draw. Those are both, like... I'm going animated Tragic, you know, versions of the character that are sympathetic... It's close. It's it, very close. They're actually like, very similar close. characters. Yeah, they are. Okay, let's just come back to it, All okay? Right. Um, we got... Uh, that was number four. Number uh, five is Bane or the Lizard. Lizard. I hate Bane. <laughs> I'm not going to articulate I, it. I just don't like Bane. I gave that to you guys because I understand he is yeah. an iconic Batman villain. A lot of people know Bane. A lot of people like him. There are aspects of the character that I appreciate, but overall, I don't like Bane. Yeah, Bane's had, Bane's had a couple of breakout roles that I've really liked. I liked him in... I liked him in the movie. I liked Tom Hardy and the weird voice that he did. I liked him in... You mean when he did Skeletor? Yeah, I, I like Skeletor. <laughs> I liked him in Nightfall, and I mm-hmm. like the um, Young Justice version of Bane, so those are three different. You giving up to Bane over the lizard? Yeah, I think I am too. Bane was the villain in my favorite Batman story. I thought he was pretty cool in Dark Knight Rises. Um, he was the one guy that just destroyed Batman like it wasn't even close. So I got two to one, Paul. Bane's that's, gonna that's take fair. this one. I'm not not arguing it. Okay, uh, Scarecrow or the Vulture. Uh, hmm, I'm going to go Scarecrow. 
You got the sniveling scientist versus oh, the uh, the old fart. I think Scarecrow's creepier. Like, I like creepy the stuff. The gruff tech garbage man. I, and he yeah. brings something a little more <laughs> unique, right, than the vulture. Um, yeah. I, I really like that second version on in the new... The new adventures of Batman. Yeah. With the, the redesigned Scarecrow that was just crazy creepy. Where he had like the the flat top, the long, like flat brimmed hat. Yeah. Clearly he had like the noose around his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think I gotta give it up to Scarecrow. Yeah. I think so too. He uses fear, which is what Batman uses against him. Yeah. Yep. It's judo. And really, until the new Homecoming movie, Vulture's always looked a little dumb. I like it, but he's always looked kind of dumb. Yeah, he's a mm-hmm. old, an old man in so regardless, green tights. Regardless of how number four, Mr. Freeze versus Dr. Octopus plays out, Batman is winning is four Batman to one. Is Batman winner, TKO? Yeah, like I mean, it. even if we give uh, Spider-Man a sympathy nod for number four with you know mr freeze versus doc ock it's still four to two yeah Yeah. i think that's what we all figured i thought spider-man would have a stronger showing do you think it's the matchups that we gave it could be i mean this is kind of the dumbest way of determining who has the best (laughs) rogues gallery but it was fun to discuss um i'm still not personally convinced that batman's got the better rogues gallery uh, not saying well, that he who, who doesn't. Who are Batman's next six? Um, Batman's Riddler, next who, six. Who didn't we use? Yeah, Riddler, Riddler Clayface, Killer Croc, Man yep. Bat. Yep. Um, not Robert. Black Mask. Harley Quinn. Harley. Hush. Black Mask. Um, yeah, Hush. Poison Ivy. Oh, oh Poison, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy's huge. Yeah. That's like forgetting to put Brian Trottier on the bench. All right, so there's some really strong ones for Spider-Man. Um, His next ones are, you know, Mysterio. Carnage, Mysterio, yeah. Electro, Moreland, Shocker, Shocker Rhino. Um, dude, I mean, like, it's it's close. It's not... Spider-Man's car- villains are lighter in nature. They're not as dark. They're not as scary, typically. But they fit the character just as well as the, the Batman villains fit his i think there's more of a personal connection with the villains to the hero in spider-man's world versus batman's world um batman's so connected to his city and so yeah it, like not that spider-man isn't yep but a like a challenge to the city of gotham is a challenge to bruce wayne yep. and batman um yeah i mean like spider-man's rose gallery is the i think I've decided tonight is the clear cut number two. Like I, I can't think of a deeper bench than, than Spider-Man over Batman. You know, like there's, there's nobody, nobody else out there. It's Captain America got Red Skull. Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. That's a deep bench now. There's a a lot of them. There's a lot of those. But I mean, yeah, I mean, who else? Like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. She's got all the gods, but you know. Yeah, I don't think that really counts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, so I think that Spider-Man clear yeah. is the clear you, number okay. two. You guys, I think, feel definitively that Batman is the number one, but I don't feel that way. 
I Aqu- don't Aquaman two villains, but they're both really fucking good. His brother Orm and Black Manta. But that's only two. I know. Yes, yeah, so, I'm not making so an argument. Up. I I'm, just wanted. I'm to not arguing with you. Talk about how sweet Black Manta is. <laughs> he is pretty sweet, and he's the, he's the only black bad but guy. He looks just as the like ridiculous. Sort of. Black Manta looks ridiculous. Like a lot of Spider-Man villains look ridiculous. Like Mysterio. So, I like big goofy heads. Look, I like those big goofy heads. Apparently, yeah, you like big-headed villains. Yeah, I guess Who's so. Who's your favorite Dick Tracy villain? Flat top? Big head. <laughs> big head? Big head. Big head. <laughs> What's your favorite MTV animation? Max Headroom. The head. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good try, though, Paul. Uh, so there you have it. Batman has the best rogues gallery, if you didn't see that coming. By technical... Uh, or. Uh, By in, technical in, knockout, or, yeah, based on in the fourth round, based on matchups that made no sense whatsoever. But hey, you were you here it. deciding too. If you thought it was unfair, well, I I don't think that it was necessarily unfair. I just don't think it was all that scientific. Uh, we don't do science here, man. N- n- Are we, we Doc or Mister? <laughs> we're definitely Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Mister McSauce. <laughs> Mister, we're Mister McSauce. Mister. How do you defeat us? Oh no. Logic. Yeah. <laughs> correct saying pronunciation. Something, yeah, saying something correctly. Proper grammar. Facts. Oh no. <laughs> Two plus two is four. We are the kite man of the podcast heroes. Paul, I think I think that pretty much covers it tonight. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us tonight. Please let us know. Via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any way you can get a hold of us. Who your top six Batman villains are. Who your top six Spider-Man villains and, are. And also, tell us if you think, you know, if you think Batman has the better rogues gallery or Spider-Man. And don't forget, and hashtag, Matt also has a Twitter too, so fucking hit him up. Yeah, Lil it's D Pressed Matt. L-I-L-D P R E S S E D M A T T. Yeah. So any of that heat that you usually send to me and Paul, send it over to the guy that you mean to send <laughs> it to. That's the here. source. I could take it. Yeah, let us know because I guarantee there's a lot of you listening to this episode pulling that have your been hair out like screaming Why you at your radios. This person, and I know there's a there's someone we're gonna turn this off and we're gonna be like, Oh shit, why didn't we talk about this blatantly obvious guy? That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time.